Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. We've been looking at a lot of books these past few months that are about changing up our homes. But what if we went beyond our apartments and houses and tried to change this bigger place we all live in? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Changing the world. Because, as we know, what's right and wrong in the world can have as much, if not maybe more, impact on us as what's in our hearts and in our homes. Exactly. And, Jolenta, you and I happen to know someone who wrote a very cool new book all about just that, impact. Mm-hmm. And I am very pumped to talk to her. Well, let's do it then, because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book.
That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book bonus episode. Every other week between now and season eight, we'll be releasing a new bonus episode. And throughout our bonus episodes, we'll be continuing our season seven hearth and home theme, albeit in offbeat and different ways. Today, we are looking at the planet as our home. Ooh, woo, the planet. (laughs) But it's true. It's a place we all occupy. It's a place we can change for the better and like probably really should for our own best interest. Um, And of course, changing the world is a far bigger task than, you know, rearranging your furniture, cleaning out your basement storage uh, like we did this past season. So how do we go about doing it? You know, does a regular person even have the power to do it? Helping us to answer these questions and give us real concrete action items to follow is Tammy Tibbetts. Tammy is the co-founder of She's the First, a nonprofit that fights gender inequality through education. Their goal? To create a world where every girl chooses her own future. Along with her co-founder, Kristen Brandt, Tammy is also the co-author of the new book, Impact, a step-by-step plan to create the world you want to live in. Thank you, Tammy, so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm such a fan of the podcast. Oh, yay. We're a fan of you. Yeah, hello. (laughs) Tammy, before we talk about your book, can we talk just a little bit about your organization, please? What does it do? What is it? How did you start it? How do we get involved? Give us all the deets. Yeah, so I co-founded She's the First over 10 years ago with Kristen Brandt. And what we do is team up with local organizations around the world to make sure that girls are educated, respected, and heard. We are reaching over 12,000 girls across 11 countries. And these are girls who mostly are going to be the first in their families to be educated and then to graduate from high school. Wow. That's so great. Yes. As a first-generation college grad myself, I so appreciate the work you do. I know you're you're a first-generation college grad too, right? Yeah. I went to the College of New Jersey. Yes. Yay. Yay. I live right by that state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So education was, you know, always something that was important to me because I saw in my own life how mm. I've had opportunities that just weren't afforded to earlier generations, especially women in my family. Um, And I ended up starting She's the First, well, originally as a social media campaign, because my dream was to be a magazine editor. I majored in journalism, and I thought that, you know, I, I could tell the stories of women and girls who were changing the world. Uh, I felt like writing was my strong suit, and that would be my contribution to society, Uh, But around the time I graduated, a couple years later in 2009, social media was clearly exploding. Uh, And as a millennial, I was one of the first on it. (laughs) And it occurred to me like, huh, why isn't there a YouTube video and um, a call to action on Twitter to show young people like myself, I was 23 at the time, how we could make small contributions that collectively could support girls with their education. So that's all she's the first was meant to be in the beginning, just a social media campaign. Wow. And now you are in 21 countries. As you mentioned, you impact 12,000 girls per day. You're part of the Obama Foundation's Girls Opportunity Alliance. Um, One might say you have a lot on your plate. 
how and why did you decide to also write a book? I mean, you could have just stuck with social media here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly a lot happened in the last decade and she's the first evolved into, uh, you know, a full-fledged nonprofit uh, beyond my wildest dreams. Uh, Kristen and I have been asked so many times over the last 10 years, um, you know, can we have coffee with someone and tell them how to start a nonprofit? Uh, how, how, how can someone make a difference? People ask us all the time. And the truth is there's just not one answer, one size fits all answer. And it is such a personal journey that you need to take to discover the answer to what you have to contribute to the world and how you can leave your mark. And since we only have a a finite amount of time, (laughs) we realized that a book was the best way to reach as many people as possible and set them up for success in an independent journey to unlock their potential to create the world they want to live in. Well, that sounds like a really great book, though. (laughs) (laughs) And the kind of book written in a world that I want to live in. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, when we wrote this book, we knew it was going to come out in November 2020. Mm -hmm. We didn't know know, exactly what the vibes would be. Right. And after, you know, this past weekend from when we're recording this and the Biden victory was declared, it just was such a sigh of relief of, okay, there's so much work to be done. Right. uh, But there's this momentum behind us and people, I think, recognize now that we cannot underestimate the power of small actions and collective actions to Mm -hmm. really just change our entire future. Totally. So now can we get into uh, some of the specifics from your book? Some of those action items are just like, you know, the general message behind it. Basically, your book is broken up into three main sections, and there are 10 total steps. So can you talk us through the main sections first? Yeah. So the first third of the book is very practical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you do the exercises as we encourage you to do, you're going to walk away from part one with your very own one page impact plan. Oh, side note, in in this book, there is a straight up like fill in the blanks section. Like there's a whole workbook section in the book, which I love. I love not having to get out my own piece of paper. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can write in the in the workbook at the the very back of the book or sign up for our email list and we'll send you a digital copy of it. But this is a book that you are meant to do and reflect. Uh, you can do that on your own, but it's even better, you know, if you find a buddy and or a book club to do it together. So your impact plan is going to align the actions that you can take with easy, medium, hard effort, align that all with a North Star. And your North Star is that outcome that you want to see in the world. Then in the middle of the book, the real heart of the book, I think, is is part two, where we introduce the philosophies of change making. And this is where it can get a bit sticky because, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, almost everyone I've ever met has very good intentions, right. but that doesn't always equate to positive impact. And I've heard the road to hell is paved with those good oh, intentions, yeah. right? And in philanthropy, especially in global philanthropy, <laughs> Kristen and I have seen a lot of uh, mm. horror stories that we share a few of them. Uh, but of course, like the point here isn't to to shame anyone. It is to embrace the fact that you know we're all going to make mistakes and to take a growth mindset on this journey with us. Uh, and 
just adding to the conversations that have been happening so much this year about recognizing your own power and privilege in, in situations. Mm-hmm. And then the, the third part of the book is really about perseverance and how do you keep going? How do you avoid burnout? How do you surround yourself with other people who share your goals and are going to make sure that, you know, you can keep each other accountable because, um, you know, while, while creating impact is very, very fulfilling, it is the legacy that you are leaving in the world. The more you do, there are going to be challenges and Mm -hmm. the, the, the road does get rocky and, you know, you don't want to give up when those obstacles spring, spring up. So surround yourself with people who are going and organizations that will guide you through it. Yeah. We shouldn't do any of this alone, no matter what it is, whatever we're doing, right? Yeah. Let's talk more about finding your North Star. You just mentioned that. Not everybody knows what that means or how to find that North Star. What (laughs) advice would you give to us if, you know, but I care about this, I care about this, I'm worried about this. How do we focus that into finding a North Star? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm certainly not here to tell anyone that they shouldn't care about many things because I think we are all welcome. We should (laughs) have big hearts and care about a lot. But the reality is you only have so much time, so much money, you know, so, so many resources. So you have to make choices and to find your North star, it really, you know, you peel back the layers of your own story and start with your own lived experience. You know, as we started out by saying, um, being first generation college graduate, I mean, that is kind of my, was my starting place for mm-hmm. figuring out how I wanted to make a difference in the world. And while, you know, in no way can you compare my life to a girl who is going to be, who was born in poverty and the first in her family to go to, to high school, there, there is a, a commonality in being able to break barriers through education, especially as a girl or a woman. Um, so that's kind of where I put my stake in the ground of where I wanted to build my, the many chapters of my change-making journey around that North Star. Um, so that would be my first question is, you know, what in your own life experience is where you draw either inspiration or anger? You know, it's not mm. always a, from mm-hmm. a positive place that these things mm. happen It can just you. be a fire in your belly. It doesn't have to be. Joe like- Linton knows that feeling. I say it can be a rage fire, not like a beautiful love passion fire, because I have some of those too, like the rage ones. Yeah. And when we read the news, you know, that's another way of seeing like what gets you angry. Mm. Um, And even in starting She's the First, you know, there actually was an article I read uh, that got me really angry. It was about teen pregnancy in Liberia. And it was essentially an African newspaper wrote it and it was shaming girls for finding themselves in the situation of being pregnant while, you know, as a government, they weren't, they weren't funding uh, education on reproductive rights and and sexual education. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that got me angry and and that still gets me angry. And and that's why she's the first, you know, does what we do. Um, So, so look at, you know, in the present moment, what is both inspiring you or angering you. And then um, the third piece of it is, you know, close your eyes and dream for the future and try to imagine what the world could look like when you are, you know, hopefully 80 years old and, Mm. you know, living a long life. And what is the world that you are passing down to the next generation? And um, make that very detailed in your head. Uh, And when you put, put those three pieces together, I think that's where you should be able to, to find the words, to string those words together of, uh, your North Star is a world where blank. And when, whatever you fill in that blank, that is the North Star that can point you in a direction. 
and, you know, at least starting with the practices in this book, Mm -hmm. as you're thinking of actions you can take, how can you line them up with that North Star? Right. I think that is very, very important. Um, Also, I have to say, we really like that you talk about money and assets and are very frank about that because so few authors we encounter talk about that at all. They're like, you know, just go live with your friends on an island. And it's like, with what money? Like, (laughs) and um, tell us about choosing to involve uh, that step. Well, I think when it comes to, to nonprofits or political campaigns, I mean, we all need money. Right. And m- many people, you know, whether it's because they're young and they don't yet have a, a well-paying job or maybe they lost their job during this you know, terrible year, that is, that is not the only way to contribute to change. And there are so many, it is one way. And if it is, a, it is something you can do, especially maybe you're short on time. Um, choosing to give monthly to a cause, you know, is, is a, a way to be more impactful. Um, choosing a, kind of a portfolio of how you want to give, so it's not just spur of the moment, but pre-planning. Like I have this much in my in my pot, and I'm going to give X percent to organizations in my community that are aligned with my north star. X percent to global causes, X percent, save a little for my friends and when they're running their marathons or having birthday fundraisers. (laughs) And that way, when the money runs out, you know, you can feel uh, comfortable in saying and saying no, because you saying no lets you invest in what you identified matters most to you. But say money isn't the option that you have or you've exhausted that resource. I think a lot of people forget that many of the skills and the talents they have our organizations would have to pay someone a lot of money to acquire Mm. that skill. Mm -hmm. So if you can reliably step in and offer that and treat that organization kind of as, as your client and meet your deadlines and, you know, scope out the work and deliver what they need, that makes a a tremendous difference. Um, So I really encourage people to think about all the assets they have be money, but beyond that and Mm -hmm. in really creative ways. Excellent. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we're going to talk more with you, Tammy, about uh, the specific action items in your book, including one that involves Jolenta's favorite vision boards. Stay with us. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. 
Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we are back with Tammy Tibbetts, co-author of Impact, a step-by-step plan to create the world you want to live in. And can we talk about actually drafting an impact plan? Um, we'd love for you to sort of explain a bit about this process, not just because it involves vision boarding, which is a favorite <laughs> pastime of mine, but like you can tell us about the whole process, I guess, not just the vision board part. Oh, yeah. I love vision boards. So I'm with you on that one. Well, one of the points we make in the book is to, so, you know, you kind of inventory all of your assets and what you bring to the table. Then, you know, we ask you to consider all the possible ways that someone could make a difference on to achieve this outcome that you are working towards. And to put all that on paper before you start to judge and say, ah, but I can't do that. You know, I'm too busy. I'm not qualified to sit on a board because we find, you know, at least maybe I'm projecting my own experience, but I, I, my hunch is that many readers are going to resonate with this. Uh, I consistently underestimate what I'm capable with at the same time that I also have these ambitious goals. Uh, And I give an example in the book of being asked to serve on the board of my alma mater, the College of New Jersey, the board of trustees. And when the president of the college reached out to me to say, you know, they were interested in nominating me, I, my first thought in my head, like silent thought in my head was, how, how am I even qualified to do this? And, but I didn't say that because I also, in a, in a split second, remembered that on my own impact plan, I had a high effort goal of wanting to serve on for an institution or organization beyond she's the first, uh, specifically, you know, local or national in the, in the U S and it was just this moment where something, an impact goal that I had kind of manifested. And because I had identified it as a possibility. And at the time when I was doing my impact plan, I knew I was capable of having a board seat elsewhere because I bring a decade of experience <laughs> leading a nonprofit Uh, But if I had just let my kind of snap reaction to someone seeing that potential in me prevail, I could have turned down that opportunity. So a big part of an impact plan is give yourself space to dream and really see um, all the ways in which someone could theoretically make a difference and then go back to your resources and, you know, connect the dots to see where, you know, in this point in time, you're most qualified Uh, and then be selective in kind of what you put on your impact plan. You can update that every six months or so, but people like research shows you are more likely to achieve goals when they are written down. So that's why we really drive you to use that page and rank, you know, your goals in effort, um, you know, in how much effort they take as yet another reminder of you don't want to have too many goals that are very time consuming. Right. But then there are other goals that are so easy. Like they're actually, they're just everyday lifestyle choices. And, you know, we go nuts with those. I mean, it's just a reminder that every day, like we all make choices that 
are small. You know, they're not going to change the world on their own, such as, uh, you know, using a recyclable cups and, and straws when you go to your local coffee shop. Remind, take actions every day when you can to just affirm what your values are, because there, I think there's so much um, momentum that we can give mm. ourselves to take on the harder challenges when we're knocking out those easy ones. Tammy, you have a whole step in your book about illuminating our biases. And we talk about this a lot on By the Book. Um, But despite our best efforts, Jolenta and I, we still make mistakes in this area. How can we do better here? One of the things, and I've listened to past episodes that you've done, and I love the way you um, address the mistakes that you've made. Because like I said earlier, it's, it's about having a growth mindset. And if we all are too afraid that we're going to say the wrong thing, then we're not going to say the right things that move the conversation forward. Um, and I, that's a scary thing for me too, you know, especially branching out beyond she's the first and going on this book tour, you know, of, of course I worry that I'm, um, that I'm, I'm going to say something that um, reflects just the limitations of who I am as a, as a white woman. But um Knowing that that is inevitable, I think it's important to make sure that you're bringing other voices to the table. And I think it's important to point out, again, knowing that it's inevitable. Like, there's no getting it all right. Like, you're not going to never fail. So, like, be open to it, right? Exactly. And put it, you know, put in the work to do as much as you can, you know, reading and, and learning in advance. But then when you do have a misstep... Uh, be open to that conversation of, you know, hearing how you could do better mm-hmm. and then and then move on. And in your change making efforts, um, you know, especially in a nonprofit context, which I'm most familiar with, when you're partnering with communities that are um, underserved, not coming in like, you know what they need. Right. And doing more listening um, it, it's so important to what we do at She's the First. It's why our whole model is based on being a coalition of women-led local organizations. And I kind of take that mindset into to everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, you know, if we're doing it right, I think we're constantly pushing ourselves to grow and to enter new spaces where we can make impact in new places. And that's why I don't, I don't consider impact um, a beginner's guide to change making at all. Because I think even if you've been doing the work professionally, like me for over a decade, I still fall back on my very own advice and tools whenever I'm deciding to take my change making to the next level. Um, yeah, so it is it is a lifelong learning process and, and you need to be really humble about it. Yeah, for real. Um, along with biases, another thing you talk about that uh, really resonated with us and that I think we've explored a lot on by the book is the difference between uh, band-aid solutions, you know, things like volunteering at a soup kitchen on Thanksgiving, donating sanitary supplies to girls in need uh, versus system solutions, you know, things uh, getting to the root causes of issues. And for some of us, it feels like band-aid solutions are all we have to offer, so what advice do you have for those of us like me in, in my closet right now? Well, in the book, you know, we 
Band-Aids can get a bad rap, but we really encourage people to have a, a combination approach where you're doing those Band-Aid fixes to alleviate, especially in, you know, in this pandemic year, there is suffering all around us. Um, and in, when you have the means to address that in the moment, like you should absolutely do that. But also think about what could you be contributing to that will get to the root of the problem. And what you know, you'll usually find is that those Band-Aid fixes are things that you can do individually on your mm-hmm. own. The systemic solutions require collective effort. And that's where it's so important to play your small role within uh, a team, within a, um, a larger organization, a larger movement. Uh, more, most recently, I think we've all been amazed by what Stacey Abrams has done in Georgia and flipping the state blue. And when you look at what happened two years ago when she lost her election for governor by just a, a point, you know, in an, in an election that um, wasn't very fair, she didn't decide to run two years later for another office. She said, I want to get to the root of this problem. And she went all in on fighting for mm. voter rights. And as a result, her her organization, Fair Fight, helped register over 800,000 new voters who changed the outcome of our presidential election. And I, I'm thinking about that story a lot. And there's so many examples of that. Um, and I think it's it's something that we should keep in mind and not feel, not get too overwhelmed by, because remember, systemic solutions are not on your shoulders alone. It's about stepping up to be part of collective efforts to uh, to build better systems. I, I'm glad you brought up um, unfair political races and um, some of the, you know, less happy parts of the world. We can keep trying, but sometimes things aren't going to work out. But sometimes those things that aren't working out can make us feel hopeless. They can make us feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I mean, millions of people around the world are dying from a global pandemic. So, Tammy, how can we keep up the good fight when things sometimes just feel so depressing that, you know, they feel like an existential crisis to a lot of us sometimes. So what advice do you have to keep up the good fight and to keep our hopes up? Yeah, that is a really good question. And I think we do, you know, not every day is a dancing in the streets kind of day. Uh, Although we have to remember that those days do happen when we keep fighting and and it takes a lot of dark days to get to those um, joyful ones sometimes. Uh, my, My first piece of advice is to just feel the sorrow and the despair um, and not try to like push it down because when you, I think it was Melinda Gates who said this, like let your heart break because that is where you will draw your motivation. Uh, Finding that, that anger that we spoke of earlier to get back in the fight. It might take you a day, you know, crying your eyes out, but you can bounce back from that. And then what I do personally with She's the First is that there are uh, a handful of young women that I've met over the years who, and you'll read about one of them in the book, just inspire me to no end. And they have been knocked down more times than I ever have. And yet they always bounce back up under circumstances that are far more difficult than my own. So when I think of them, I just can't like let myself sit it out. So whoever that person is for you on whatever issue you're fighting for, think of them and you know, I would be surprised if you didn't 
if even if after you give yourself those couple days to grieve or however long that takes, get back in the fight and channel your inspiration from whether it's, you know, these world famous icons you look up to or just everyday people who aren't famous, but who have done extraordinary things with their lives. That was very inspirational, Tammy. Yeah, I have hope. <laughs> oh, good. That's I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, this has been probably the darkest year for, um, for our nation and for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still, I mean, I've kind of always been a relentless optimist in some ways. Um, and I just, I, I'm really pushing that energy out there for whoever yeah. needs to hear it that I hope this book is a light that guides you. And, and even more so, I hope this book helps, helps you find a community of other people who want mm. to see that same world that you do. Oh, that's such a beautiful point, too. Um, we're going to take one more super quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we have one last question for Tammy. So stick around. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we are back. We have Tammy Tibbetts here, co-author of Impact, a step-by-step plan to create the world you want to live in. And Tammy, you've given us a lot, a lot, a lot to think about and to work with in your book. And we're pretty sure everyone is going to go out and read the crap out of it and impact the world. Uh, But in the meantime, if, if, and this is a tough question, granted, Kristen wrote this, so don't get mad at me for asking. (laughs) (laughs) If we can only do one thing in the meantime, you know, to change the world while we're stuck at home because of COVID, what should we do? Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, what's just that one little thing? (laughs) If you could only do one thing. This is such a hard. Do you want like a top two or three? Would that help or no? Or is it just a a rough question? I think it's, yeah, no, it's a, well, I'm going to come up with a good answer. I haven't been asked this yet, so I will have an answer for the future. (gasps) Uh, Bridget loves asking a question that's not been asked. Uh, The reason I'm struggling with it is because this book is like built on the premise that we are all unique and we have different things that we want to make. And, um, you know, different things to offer. Um, so I would say what is, it's more important that you do one thing and you commit to do that one thing, because if you just get lost in all the possibilities and 
overwhelmed by all the things that you could do, you're never going to start and take that first step. So I like that. I'm going to leave this on to you, listener. You know, whatever you do is not as important as the doing itself. So mm. commit to do one thing. And maybe that one thing is like creating your impact plan. And then that can unlock, you know, many possibilities True. that are prioritized. Uh, but if it's, if it's not starting there, uh, maybe it is choosing an organization that you're most passionate about and setting up a monthly donation. And it can only be $5 a month, but then you're a part of that ongoing mm-hmm. change that that organization is creating. Um, or maybe it is, maybe you're a parent and you haven't been having dinner table conversations with your kid about how they can make a change in the world. Um, so you decide to introduce that into, you know, your bedtime stories or whatever, uh, change also starts in the, in the home. So consider that as well. Uh, don't let yourself get overwhelmed by all the, the many things you could do out out in the world, look within and start with what is the one thing that you can do starting now where you are? That's a really good answer. It is a really good answer. I think you nailed it. Yeah. I I think all of us can do at least a couple of those things. Yeah. That's so great. Thank you you. so much. Yeah. Thank you, Tammy. And reminder to everyone out there, Tammy's book is called Impact, a step-by-step plan to create the world you want to live in. She's also the co-founder of She's the First. Follow her work, read her book. Tammy is amazing. Thank you so much again, Tammy. You've been wonderful. Tammy, where can we find you online? You can find me at Tammy Tibbetts, T-A-M-M-Y-T-I-B-B-E-T-T-S. Uh, and give at She's the First to follow, too. Yeah. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tammy. My pleasure. This was so fun. That's it for this bonus episode of By the Book. Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens. Thanks also to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos for performing it. Stay in touch with us. Send us questions, thoughts, suggestions for future books to live by. You can hit us up at kristenandjalenta at gmail.com. Don't forget to also tweet at us at Jalenta G at Kristen Meinzer or at By the Book Pod. And you can also leave us voicemails. Sometimes we play them on many episodes. Do it. Call us at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. And if you have not yet done so already, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts, in Stitcher, in whatever app you use to listen to us. It helps other people to find the show. It impresses everybody when they see that. Look at that show with those four and a half and five star reviews. They like being impressed and so do we. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell somebody who's changing the world about the show. Tell somebody you love who has an impact on you about the show. Mm, Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Stitcher. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. 
An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.